How's it going, Katanning? Uh, we are back for another episode of the Katanning Podcast. Uh, could not be more excited to have with me today our very first uh, actual county commissioner and running for re-election, Pat Fabian. Good to have you back. Thank you for having yeah. me, Andrew. I appreciate the opportunity to yeah. uh, be here this afternoon. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm, I'm, we've had uh, several of these interviews already. I've interviewed three candidates so far. And then Pat, obviously running for re-election, and um, I'm more excited to talk to you because you've actually kind of lived in this space uh, for the last few years, and and uh, you know I, I think that you've done a, a pretty good job as a county commissioner, especially given the circumstances that you were dealt in the beginning. And so, um, for those of you that don't know Pat, can you just tell a little bit about yourself, your history in Armstrong County, all those kinds of things? Sure. Um, I guess I'm a born and bred kind of guy. Um, I'm a lifelong resident to Armstrong County. I currently live in Manor Township with my wife of 15 years, uh, Jill Anderson Fabian, and we have two children, uh, Anderson, uh, uh, who's 11, and uh, my daughter, Alexa, who's eight. Uh, both of them attend um, Lennon P. Elementary. And, um, you know, one thing, whether you're running a campaign, uh, now a re-election campaign, or, or the job itself, um, it really dips into a lot of family time. So I, I do my best <laughs> to um, balance that family time. And yeah. I'm, I'm so grateful. Uh, and they are very understanding, and I'm very appreciative of their support and, and understanding of how important Armstrong County is to myself and the work that I do. Absolutely. Yeah, I run into that too, running a business, and you're, you're essentially running a much bigger business than I am, so I can only imagine the uh, the pull from the family yeah. work-life balance. So, um, so yeah, I love that. So you have two kids, you said? Two kids, Anderson and uh, Alexa. Both uh, go to Lenape uh, Elementary School. So very um, good. I've grown up in Fort City my entire life. Uh, my dad was from Yatesboro. Uh, my mother from the Apollo area. They met at the Cadet, but um, and I grew up living in my grandfather's home. Um, my, he was a um, longtime sports editor here at the Leader Times. Um, I think he was a 1972 Hall of Fame, uh, Armstrong County Hall of Famer because of the work he did in um, sports editing um, for the Leader Times and writing. So um, pretty proud of that actually. But um, graduated from Fort City High School in uh, 1994. Um, I could play a little bit of baseball. So um, <laughs> I went to uh, Gannon University in Erie and, um, for undergrad and got a um, bachelor's degree in um, special education. Um, I think it's always a cool story. I, I always like to tell, um, why'd you choose special education specifically yeah. because back then it wasn't real popular um, and at Fort City High School at that time um, they had a lot of life skills or they had two life skills classes G.D. Bartolovic and Fred Screechy and uh, myself and a gentleman named Craig Dykes good friend of mine uh, volunteered to um, uh, instruct um, be peer support people for uh, that classroom and uh, really grown attached to a lot of um, the students in that classroom and it really inspired me and that's what I wanted to do um, that's awesome and into adulthood so that's why I initially started out in that field how cool um, how cool yeah so um, I, I've been asking everyone you know what makes them uniquely qualified to be county commissioner I know you, obviously you've you've been county commissioner now for a few years but um, you know what do you think that what do you think you bring to the table that makes you a good good candidate and why should people give you another four years at it uh, without question, it's my experience. Um, yeah. I think if you look at the field of um, candidates, and they're all good candidates, um, I, I applaud each and every one of them for getting out there and putting themselves out there. Um, it's not an easy job. No. <laughs> um, it it's, uh, takes a lot of time to run a campaign and, and get out there and meet the public. But w without question, it's my experience. Um, back in 2015, when I ran uh, my, my for county commissioner for the first time, I um, was al already in an elected 
official. Um, I was a Manor Township supervisor for three years, and really that's kind of what inspired me to um, run for county commissioner. Had a lot of success there working with my co-supervisors there. But, um, you know, we kept taxes down. We reduced costs. Um, one thing I'm most proud of is we filled up the industrial park in Manor Township um, over that 10-year working with um, – you know, um, the planning department working with economic development. Um, yeah. Also, we've seen two new schools come into Manor Township during my tenure there, uh, one being obviously the um, Armstrong High School and um, Lenape um, Adult Learning Center came into Manor Township. So we were very business, business friendly. Uh, we uh, were working already with um, county uh, entities to increase our um, tax base, um, see some new home developments. Also, um, kind of led the charge during uh, that time to to um, bring in alerta programs and KOZ programs into the township that hadn't been there before. Um, and also, over those three years, we've seen um, police coverage increase each of those three years as a township supervisor. And as I reflect back in the position I left uh, Manor in with my co-supervisors, co um, co now they have two full-time police officers, a part-time detective. Um, so I was pretty proud of the job that I did there. And, um, nice. You know, that's kind of what inspired me, like, hey, getting it done here, um, let's see if we can get it done on a county level. Absolutely. I love that. So, um Tell me, just for those that don't know, um, maybe you could just explain. I know you mentioned LERDA and KOZ, and those are two very important terms uh, from your guys' perspective. Can you just explain a little bit about what those are and why that's important? Yeah, LERDA is a tax abatement program. Um, I believe we uh, currently we have 14 municipalities involved in that. Um, and, you know, the municipal municipality the school district and the county all have to agree on that. Um, now, they, there's different variations. Um, North Buffalo, for example, does 10, 20, 20%. So first year, they would pay 0% of that full tax. Then it goes 20, 40, 60, 80 to 100%. Okay. Um, most municipalities right now do it in increments of 10%. So right. year one would be 0%, 10 through 100%. And so that's if you're starting, is it building a new business and building a new home, both? Um, uh, new construction. New construction, okay. Um, and also, yeah, new construction. And that could, can be decks, um, yeah. uh, additions, things like that, and new homes, of course. Yeah. Um, I just looked at the numbers last week before um, I knew I was coming on here today, and um, we have 242 properties. I, I know that program gets a lot of criticisms. It, it's not working well. It's not bringing tax revenue. But right now, currently, we have 242 properties in, in that program. Yeah. Um, so I would say it's doing well. It can always do better. Uh, this met with planning and development and my co-commissioners today and uh, all of us. This, we, we need to market that program better. Um, yeah. Where I call them hot spots, where, where you see um, Alerta doing very well in municipalities where they may have a full-time uh, manager, secretary, or a zoning uh, enforcement officer. Um, it's those townships that are really rural that don't have that full-time staff to maybe promote or maybe just don't know about it. Sure, so, sure. But we got to do a better job of that. Okay. 
So uh, gonna... and, and the KOZs. Oh, yeah, go ahead, yeah. Um, Keystone Opportunity Zones, um, basically um, the same thing uh, is for more of the commercial industrial. Uh, they, they get that for um, a 10-year tax abatement before they have to pay 100% of the taxes. Right, and that's things like the old the old Catanning High School's KOZ, right? The, their KOZ. Most of, no, most of North Point was at one point. Um, looked at those numbers, too, which I just wanted to confirm what I knew. Every single um, parcel in there is paying 100% of their tax revenue other than Involta, who was our recent uh, in October of 17, that's a database company, a right. uh, $30 million database company. Um, they, they're in year two of that. Right okay. Well, that's awesome. Uh, so just a couple things to a little, more, little bit more about you and your time in the county. What do you love about Armstrong County? What's What are your favorite things about, about being here? Ah, what, what's not to love here? Um, <laughs> You know, uh, we have two places. Um, I'm fortunate enough that my, my father-in-law owns a camp in Gertie. Um, okay. You would think, um, it, it awed me the first time I, I, I went there, he told me he bought it. Um, you would think you're in Potter County, Elk County. Um, it yeah. sits right on Crooked Creek. So when we have free time, which is not that often, um, <laughs> we're out there tubing, kayaking, fishing, sitting around the fire, shooting guns, um, yeah. just kind of relaxing, being just trying to be a family. Um you know, my son's very heavily involved in travel baseball, which I coach. Uh, mm -hmm. I also coach his rec team. So to add on to more responsibilities. <laughs> right. um, but we enjoy that, and that keeps us busy on weekends. And then, um, you know, we, we ride bikes. We, we fish. Uh, enjoy hunting, uh, bow hunting in particularly. But um, three years ago, um, time to do a lot of those things is, um, you know, uh, I don't get to spend as much time in the woods because of work. Um so, but uh, because my time is more directed to the kids when it's available. So. Sure. Yeah. Sacrifice now. You'll get time in the woods later. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and it's good to have Facebook because I get to keep up on what everybody else is doing. Absolutely. And kind of live through with it. Live, live vicariously. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, Any? Uh, I mean, that's. I'm assuming that's favorite things to do, favorite places to go. That's that's got to be on your list. Is anything yeah. else that comes to mind? No, we access the trail. Uh, we do a lot of kayaking here. We have some of the greatest waterways. Um, uh, obviously, in some of the greatest waterways, um, I, I believe. I've kayaked just about every tributary here in the county. Uh, we're, we don't have a boat. We know friends that have a boat. I think right. that's probably better than having yeah. a boat. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but we do we do get invited to go out, and we we enjoy that when we go out um yeah so we use the trail system while we do a lot of biking and stuff but mainly in the summer we're playing baseball we're on a diamond um yeah uh my son and i and my daughter and wife unfortunately are our um our, our cheerleaders when, when we're on the field so yeah. um very cool so uh, any favorite restaurants in the county all of them all of them <laughs> that's the most political uh, question it, i ask here it is because uh, <laughs> you don't want to make anyone mad well I, <laughs> I, what I'm most proud of since we've come into office as administration, you've seen an upscale of um, new startups. Absolutely. Uh, new business, new eateries. Uh, whether you're talking about uh, Carlesi's in West Catanning, Woodfire Pizza, or uh, Amano's um, here down in the waterfront, or uh, one I haven't heard, I've watched all your videos, is Harper's in Fort um, City. Uh, I've been waiting Ford for City. someone to mention Yes. That's actually the last place I saw you, I think, is we yeah, were yeah, yeah. eating a burger. And you so. were taking pictures of it. I'm like, oh, man. Go, you got to get after that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, um, yeah, so I guess it's what you're an appetite for. Yeah. My family and my kids uh, especially are big pizza eaters. Um, there's not one pie we don't like. We, we try them all. We kind of um, 
circulate the wealth, so to yeah. speak. Um, and, and I heard someone say in one of your previous videos about chicken wings. Um, yeah. I love them. Um, I couldn't argue with that person. Uh, yeah. They're all good, whether you're talking about Wick City, Night Courts, or Fort City Eagles, I don't believe I heard, but yeah. uh, they have some of the best wings. Um, but we have a lot of great choices here um, all over the county. Um, and if you're like me or, or if you ever uh, ran a um, candidacy or, um, I guess, a campaign, um, you eat everywhere. Yeah. You're at every fish fry. You're at every be- breakfast venue. Um, and they're all good. Yeah, you guys um, have to put like 20 pounds on during I'm, the campaign. I'm, I'm not very happy right now. <laughs> so, I'm not very happy at all. So, um, All right. Well, let's dig into the real issues now. So as, yeah. as county commissioner, I think you have some unique insight into the, the issues that, that the county faces. What do you see as the three biggest problems right now in Armstrong County? Um, you know, I think one of, one of our greatest resources is the river, mm-hmm. but it's our greatest Achilles heel. Um, it's our greatest problem right now. Um, and, and what I mean by that, you know, we had a meeting last night, the um, ARDC um uh, Congressman uh, G.T. Thompson was in town, um, economic development, planning development, some other local officials, um, and we talked about the river. And this is a federal issue. Um, mm-hmm. It's way above my pay grade. Yeah. Um, and I can honestly say Commissioner Renshaw, Commissioner Scummy, and myself have been champion, um, you know, river access, um, floodplain insurance, mm-hmm. um, f- the flooding issues, the trends we're starting to see w- with the river. Um uh, it's becoming problematic to market um, uh, vacant properties along the river because of all these issues. And, and, and we've advocated that with um, our local, state, and federal officials. Uh, and we continue to do that. I will say, um, I left last night's meeting. Um, it was the most informative meeting I've had. Um, and I think we're going in a better direction, mm-hmm. um, working with the core and, and the federal government. But ultimately, uh, you know, they created this, um, mm-hmm. these locks and dams. Um, it, they have a responsibility to these communities to uh, upkeep them. Yeah. And what you, and why I say it's the biggest problem, when you take our Elger left or a, a PPG left or an Agway left up Tartown or uh, Rhymer barges start quick going up to um, uh, Rhymer, then what would what, we see? We lost good paying jobs. Uh, we lost commercial traffic, we lost commerce, and there was just a ripple effect, and it's just not on the borders of uh, the Allegheny River. That's the guy that sells bait. That's We just we just lost another marina here, I, as I mentioned last night. Right. Um, it, what comes next is poverty. Right. I mean, there's no ands, ifs, buts, or about it. And I made that case to the congressman last night and um, some of the reps from the federal government. Um, th- this issue needs dealt with now. Yeah. Um, we need real solutions. Um, we did cut. Kind of, there were some solutions that came out of uh, that meeting uh, in regards to floodplains, flood maps, and flooding in Rymer, East Brady, uh, Washington Township. Um, some of these things are going to take a lot longer. Yeah. Um, but. I'm committed to that because I, I think if we get that turned around, and it is not going to happen overnight, I, I think how these towns are created, um, you know, that's going to bring us back to prosperity. And yeah. it's not here. You can you, know, you look at all the river towns across the United States. Right. This is an issue everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I think the river was such an important part of the success of Catanning in the past, and I think it can be in the future, maybe not from an industrial side, but from a tourism side, but without the locks open, you just got a bunch of lakes, basically. You're so. right, and it, 
you know, they use a metrics that only come out. They don't count, count recreational traffic. It, right. it's, it's tonnage. Uh, it's commerce coming up the river. And now they just went down to one shift in Lock 4, which hurts Freeport Terminals of Business, who was there last night. Um, this is going to have a huge impact in this area. So what last night's meeting was to get together to really tell the federal government and our local legislators, like, this is an issue and it needs dealt with now. Right. Um, and it's... It, it's needed dealt with for a long time, to sure. be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so th- that that we have to keep up that fight. Okay. Um, but but to have a understanding, you know, um, the federal government doesn't look um, the Upper Allegheny as a priority, especially when you're talking about, you know, they have a money issue. It, federal government's um, funding decreased by thirty percent for the the core. Yeah. So. Most of their dollars are going to Louisiana, Seattle, um, Florida, the port out in um, Baltimore. So we're not uh, <laughs> in, in within eyesight. But what we did ask them to do is, and I know I'm talking in length about this, but I think it's such an important topic is, hey, their regulations change from year to year. Yeah. So someone like Freeport Terminals that wants to make an investment um, – when they don't want to make that investment when you keep changing the rules all the time. So what we ask for is, hey, lay out the regs, but lay them out for a period of time so everybody knows what they're getting into. Right. Um, and then, two, they have to um, change the matrix. So in Georgia, they're open 12 months out of the year, um, you know, 16 hours a day. Well, our locks and dams are only open three, four months out of the year. Right. Um, you know, and they're closed in the winter, obviously. And then if you get a couple bad, wet, you know, high water, sun doesn't come out, it shrinks our numbers. So you can't compare that. Yeah. Um, so we asked them to take a look at a study to look at the economic impact of, um, you know, closing these downs. Right. So, okay. But anyway. So that's issue number so one, one, the river. Uh, workforce, um, without question. Uh, I just met with um, uh, economic development the other day. You know, as a region, this isn't an Armstrong County issue. Sure. This is a region issue. You could say Cranberry's blowing up or uh, Westmoreland's blowing up. That's not the case. Um, we... We're going to have a 80,000 um, worker shortage here over the next five to six years. Oh, wow. Um, it, it's a huge problem in Armstrong County. It's a, it's a huge problem in our region. So um, getting a uh, train workforce here, um, we work on this a lot as a county. Um, the Indiana, Butler County, and um, Armstrong County commissioners get together on a monthly basis to talk about workforce development. Okay. Um, how do we attract that? And we try to partner off of one another as well. Um, you know, building those uh, connections with our local school districts. Obviously, P does a great job yeah. of getting their kids out there in the workforce. Um, so they're doing a good job. But where do we find that workforce? And I know in the county level, we have 240-plus employees right now. Yeah. Um, it's not always easy um, yeah. to, to find um you know, candidates that we actually need to fill positions. Sure. Um, but I will tell you this on a good note, there's jobs in Armstrong County. Yeah. Good paying jobs between 60 and a hundred thousand dollars. Um, you know, I talk to employers all the time. I'm always making sure I'm talking with our team down at um, IDC, IDA. Employers have positions right now. I was just at a job fair at Apollo high school at 62 employers all needed jobs. Oh, wow. Um, all needed jobs, all had vacancies, and they were there talking to the freshmen, the sophomores, getting them prepared for that conversation, but also juniors and seniors that maybe could work now during the summer or 
as they're graduating, just go into the workforce. Absolutely. Um, and then they opened it to the public from 5.30 to 7.30 too. So it was a good event. Um, it was the second year in a row we've conducted that. That's um, great to hear. 62 yeah. employers, you said. 62 employers. Okay. Um, so the jobs are out there, you guys. It's they fantastic. are. They are. Um, but, but that's another issue. How, how do we get people connected to the jobs is yeah. what we're always talking about. And I believe Marie um, Dillon Griffith from uh, Career Links does a great job. Um, I, I think our guidance counselors do a great job. Um, so uh, it's just, you know, talked the other day, maybe we should put these job openings on our website. Uh, yeah. You know, get, get our employers so we can connect, you know, um, uh, you know, the people that need the jobs with the employers. Right. Um, so because I know people need jobs. And I thought it'd be interesting, too, if we, yeah, if you had a, a list from not only the job, but, hey, here's the skill set that's required. Right, and right. here's where you could acquire that skill set. Absolutely. You know, to kind of connect all those dots. Because I, I know there's a disconnect between, you know, that, those good-paying, blue-collar jobs. And the, and there, we have a lot of skilled people, but maybe just need that one extra thing on their resume to, right. to get in the door. So. But yeah, I, so that, that, it's something we got to do a better job. Yeah, at. okay. So that's two river workforce, and what's your third one? Um, man, that's a that's a that's a that's a toss up. There's so many that fall yeah. <laughs> into that third category. Um, sure. Transportations, um, aggressive economic development plan. Okay. I would say there. Um, I I always people always say, hey, we haven't seen enough um, in Armstrong County. And I always compare us, because I'm a baseball fan, to yeah. the, we're the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> we're we're a small, small market. market ball club here in Armstrong County uh, with limited resources uh, financially and and staffing wise Um, we have to be dynamic we have to use our resources to the you know and and kind of partnerships um, to reach out to these people but I can tell you and honestly tell you it's been done for the last three years Um, I'm pretty excited Um, there's some confidentiality agreements out there I can't speak to but I think in Q3 Q4 of this year um, you're going to see some some things that are going to make a difference in Armstrong County, um, different making kind of projects. Okay. Um, so from a transportation, was that what you're saying? No, not from, from a transportation, oh, from an stuff. employee, okay. uh, employment standpoint, uh, employment standpoint, um, educational standpoint, um, maybe hotels, maybe eateries. So, nice. um, I, you know, I, again, I'm not a patient person. I want to you know, yeah. see things happen <laughs> right away, but that's not how government works. And I'm just being honest. Um, but the work's being done. Um, and hopefully by, uh, I'm hoping for November, some of this stuff rolls out that we've been working on. That's so awesome. It's pretty exciting. But, um, you know, you still got to be aggressive. And I think one thing you always hear about out there is, oh, maybe commissioners we, we we take a brunt of the blame right or not bringing in the jobs um i like to look at the um point out the number of jobs we save that you don't hear about sure. um, there's a lot of legislation out there that commissioner renshaw myself and uh, commissioner scumeyer are fighting um that's going to directly impact this area um you know two months ago they wanted to um uh, take away or brokerage medical assistance branch transportation you know that's 35 jobs in this area local economies impacted about 1.5 million dollars we've advocated strongly through our state association that, that can't happen right um uh business expansion is something everybody wants to see new business but you know we have how many manufacturers do you think we have in armstrong county gosh i have no idea 50 to 100 
Uh, 87. 87. But I don't okay. think a lot of people would realize we have 87 manufacturers yeah. throughout the county. Um, what they do you just think, think the of huge one? ones. But yeah, yeah, they yeah. do. And, and a lot of that is business ex- expansion. Right. Um, you know, Paul Bergau was probably the most recent business expansion right. that um, everybody's talking about because it's on Route 85 and it's a huge project. But that stuff happens all the time around here. And, you know, there's four or five jobs here or 10 or 15 here. So that stuff takes place. So, you know, we we save a lot of jobs in this process. Um, business expansion is a big part of what we do working with economic development. Um, and obviously we're out there marketing, marketing the um, county as well. Yeah. And, you know, I heard that mentioned before. Um, that, that's another thing that, you know, we're, we're always constantly talking about is branding and marketing Armstrong County. Without question, that needs to happen. We need to do a better job of that. Um, you know, honestly, we got slowed down. We had a longtime director in planning development retire. Yeah. Uh, we've had two directors um, that left tourism, uh, re- you know, with a short period of time. And a lot of that's being small market, um, that small market ball club. Um, yeah. People um, take our, you know, our personnel becomes free agents and yeah. people cherry pick them. And <laughs> right. they're, they're good talents. Um, Absolutely. We lost a lot of good people. But, you know, finally, uh, the first time since I've been in office, we're fully staffed at planning and development. Um, tourism has a whole new board as of January 2019. They just got a new director last week. I was at their meeting this morning uh, talking about a lot of exciting things there. Yeah. Um, super excited about that. So things we've been talking about for three years as, as a board and in admin meetings are, are finally coming to fruition. Yeah, and I'm very excited. I don't know if anyone else has met Darren at Planning and Development, but I've been very impressed with the hires that you guys have made there, and I'm, I'm very excited about the yeah. team that's up there. I think yeah. they're going to do good things for the and county. And, too, I think it's, we just didn't want to put anybody into some right. of these positions. Get the right person. Uh, you you got to fr- find the right talent, the right person, and you want them to stay here for a long time. Yeah. Um, so that, that's kind of been slowing down the process as well. So, But um, we got a good team in place right now. Um, okay. You know, if I had a magic wand and I had a million dollars, I'd definitely <laughs> dump – um, a lot into IDC, IDA's team down there. You know, you, you have three full-timers and a um, full-time clerical um, personnel down there um, really driving economic development and the industrial park. And okay. when I evaluate other counties, um, they have lobbyists. Right. Well, we're, we, can't, we can't afford a lobbyist. So right. <laughs> a lot of times we're at a disadvantage, um, you know, and, and we got to play on our strengths, and I, I think we do that for the most part. And, okay. Um, well, that kind of leads right into the next question. I've been I've been kind of harping on four major issues, and I'm planning on talking about them for the next several years in the videos that I do. Um, four four big problems for Catanning, and I think they I think they we can extrapolate them to, to the county as well. The first one, like you talked about, is increasing the availability of jobs. Um, what are you guys doing now, and what do you plan to do over the next four years to attract new businesses, to fill up the areas like North Point, all those different kinds of things? Right. Um, I don't think you have to reinvent the wheel. Um, mm-hmm. As you talk about downtown Catanning, downtown Fort City, um, I, I think our greatest strength right right now is if you – as I talk about Catanning first, is their council. Yeah. Um, that, that's change. It's a positive change. Um, totally agree, I, I think by they're the way. Very, yeah, <laughs> I, I think they're very eager. They have a new borough manager. Um, in Fort City, uh, you ought to applaud the work that they, they have done over the last couple of years. Uh, this finished their comp plan. I read uh, the other day. Mm-hmm. So they have a, a lot of big... Um, 
you know, aspirations down there, which is great. Um, and I think when I say not reinventing the wheel, I think you're, we're getting right people when they do elected positions right now. Yep. And the county's here to help. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as you mentioned, we, we have a fully uh, staff planning and um, develop community and planning department. They're willing to help those municipalities, those um, community like leaders. I wish more people would, would, would call me. Uh, I spent a great deal of time November through March when it's not baseball season in the evening visiting municipalities throughout the the county trying to hear their concerns their needs um but when i not reinventing the will um i i think they've done an amazing job in free flag i don't know if you've ever heard of that freeport leechburg and apollo group um they're not as active now but they got those three communities their storefronts are full down there you can't argue that 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 group did a lot of work so maybe just rip a page or two out of their playbook um how did you guys get there um couple things the county continues to do, um, you know, continue to support and, and finish the uh, revitalization project that we didn't start, but kept that going. Um, facade grants, um, advocating for that. Uh, we didn't get it two years ago. So when Secretary Davin came into town, I, I, you know, I kind of whispered <laughs> in his ear, really nice, like to finish uh, Katanning off here with um, an F facade grant would really help. But, yeah. um, Meeting tonight on it, actually. Are you? To, to, no, it's up at... Um, Oh, Belmont, up, right? yes, yes, yeah, yes. So that's a moving forward. Very so, excited about that. Yeah, it is. Um, so it's all good stuff, but we're here to support those municipalities, townships, and boroughs that need it from a planning and development standpoint. Um, we do that now. Right. Uh, and we, we do it to a great deal. Um, and, and, I mean, we... we kick out a lot of money one thing we've done that uh need the the board didn't like when we got in here was we seen maybe 15 grand going here 20 grand going here 15 here to all these communities well we had an opportunity over the last several years to prioritize impact projects so we take that money that we were just handing out everywhere and then we leverage it for multimodal funds so now that instead of handing out 100 or 125 thousand dollars to 15 communities we're looking at impact projects that are going to make a huge difference in a community and move on to the next one. But we leverage those dollars to get a million dollars each of the last two years. So yeah. just being wiser w- with our money, um, strategizing. Yeah. Um, so that's great. And, and continue to do that. So I guess something that maybe you'd have some insight into that could maybe, it would help me and maybe help them too. We talked about the $30 million data center that went in mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. What does that process look like from a commissioner perspective? How hands-on are you guys with that? Uh, How do do we attract more things like that to come into the county? It's truly a a team effort. Um, Senator Don White was heavily involved with that. Um, Representative Powell was involved with that. you know who does the majority of the uh, heavy lifting is um, IDC, IDA, and their board members, uh, which would be Mike Coonley, um, Tyson Klukin, and Justin Noller. Okay, um, down there, um, putting all that in legwork, planning um, and development are involved in that, and um, the, the commissioners are involved. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to say we're actively involved, but we're involved. Sure. So you get so the company then approaches you about them, or or do you guys actually go out and try to seek the company? No, we, they're we're actively seeking that. Marketing is a big part of what we're doing in these okay. industrial parks and beyond that. In communities that have vacant property, whether you're talking about the brownfield in Fort City or right. the seasonal plant in Roll Valley or down in Leechburg, the um, uh, Brackenridge um, or. Um, uh, Elegate Ludlum building. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're always marketing those, those vacant properties for reuse. Um, 
this is a this is kind of uh, in Volta happened or came about because we have such good infrastructure there. Mm -hmm. Data centers don't want to be in major grids in downtown. Uh, right. There's a lot of security reasons. Um, By um, By Mellons at North Point that you know all their stuff comes from New York City. They right. prefer to. You know, there's not a lot going on out here. They per <laughs> they prefer uh, the rural industrial park, and we have great infrastructure there. Fiber is a big key of what brought those two um, okay. facilities there. Very cool. So. Um, so the second big issue that we've been talking about is the opioid epidemic, um, very high on everybody's list as far as conversation goes. And the county was number two, I think, four years ago. I think the last one that I saw, we were number four in the state as far as opioid overdose deaths uh, per capita. And so I uh, just wanted to talk to you about that. What do you guys What do you guys do as county commissioner to help kind of solve I, that problem? I think we've been overly active in that, that realm. Um, okay. That was a big um, part of you know, running a campaign last time. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm fortunate enough that I have a big background um, in mental health and substance abuse issue because I was a family therapist and a outpatient therapist at a local mental health provider. But right. um, we've done amazing things um, over the last four years. Yes, we were uh, number two per capita in the Commonwealth. Um, I think Clarion, Armstrong, and Indiana are the only three counties that see a decrease. Right. Um, since I've been in office, we uh, our overdose went down by 48%, um, and it's because of the good work that um, Cami Anderson, the executive director at um, the Drug and Alcohol Commission, does and her team. They're amazing. Um, I have the distinct pleasure of sitting on the advisory board, so I, I get to see them work. I yeah. get to um, chime in in discussion. But um, we've piloted some very unique programs here. Um, we were one of the first counties in the Commonwealth to uh, start Vivitrol shots. Um, so instead of, uh, as people were leaving the jail, going from the jail to their outpatient appointment, um, they get this shot. It stays in their system to, to um, decrease um, that craving for heroin, cocaine, or basically heroin. Uh -huh. um, and that allows them to get to their next appointment. Sure. Um, that follow-up appointment. More so than having it take that pill or sell their pill right um so that's it hasn't been as successful as we want but we know by the data 99 percent of the people that take that shot mm -hmm. um as far as we've contract them have been successful that's great um the other thing that started uh piloted too the governor wolf here was here a year ago um armot um addictive recovery certified specialist in the er so I believe the numbers are about over 700 people who have come into the ER for overdose. 72% uh -huh. um, of them have gone on to get treatment. Okay. Um, so we're hitting them at the ER. Um, we're hitting them coming out of the jail. Plus, we're doing a lot of programming in the jail that was not there when this administration came on board. Right. Um, we brought in with an RP or um, RFP uh, provider to pr provide drug and alcohol services within the jail. Also, they're established on Water Street. So a lot of times they go from the jail setting to um, that outpatient appointment. They built that connection. Okay. Um, same with our mental health provider. Um, you know, uh, we have uh, family counseling as our mental health provider in the jail. They build a relationship. Um, they have an opportunity, if they choose, all this is choice, right. um, to go from the jail where they're getting treatment 
to Family Counseling Store. Right. Um, and that's, you know, Arc Manor does a wonderful job. Um, so we're, we're doing a lot of good things. Um, a lot of, when I first got on there, I always raised my hand as a new <laughs> guy. I'm like, uh, I see a lot of reinvestment dollars going to Indiana. I, I don't see anything coming back to um, Armstrong County for drug and alcohol. Well, you know, and it's been discussed here, especially in Katani most recently, about the recovery center. Yeah. Um, you know, those are reinvestment dollars. Um, now, I understand both sides of the issue. Um, I kind of stay out of that. I just know what the needs are. You're talking um, about the one in the church in yes, Wood City? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. I know what the needs are, um, and I I understand that, and I understand both sides of the issue. But right. My job is to bring the dollars back here. The dollars are here. Where are we going to put the place? Because right. there is a need. Uh, no different in Forge City. Uh, detox facility was um, looking to come into the old Golden Heritage, um, but got the reinvestment dollars. Now, you know, um, we know what the needs are. Right. Uh, we could fix blight. Uh, that was a good example of fixing blight, yeah. creating jobs. Um, providing a service yeah. that, that, that didn't happen. Right. And I understand why it didn't happen. Um, so uh, at times that can be frustrating as a county commissioner because sure. <laughs> you see this stuff every day, whether I'm at the jail setting or whether I'm at a uh, mental health meeting or a drug and health, alcohol meeting. The needs are out there. So right. we're creating opportunities to do that. But all in all, I, I think uh, we, we've done a, a good job. Uh, later this year, we went after a grant um, to create a uh, law liaison enforcement. So I'm a big believer in uh, treatment versus incarceration. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of times, this would occur on the magistrate's level. So as and it's not for everybody, but if the DA would agree and the magistrate would agree, um, you know, we can divert these people not into our county jail where it costs us money to feed them, house them, process them, but we can send them into treatment. Yeah, uh, that's not on county dollars. That's not county general fund dollars. So, um, do I think bad guys need to go to jail? Absolutely. Um, people that uh, have mental health issues, substance abuse issues, uh, do they need to be in the you know, clink, so to speak. Um, I'd like to try treatment first sure. and keep that off the, um, you know, the, you know, keep the cost down at the county jail, which yeah. is a huge cost. Oh, yeah. Well, I think everyone has an opinion on it until until it hits close to home and they have a family member or, or a close friend. And then and then all of a sudden the conversation becomes different. That treatment first does seem like a, a really great well, option. And there's a ripple effect. You, you might jam a person up, male, female, does a bear, grandpa, parent, but then now they're missing work. Right. Potentially. Um, now the grandmother or grandfather's got to take care of that kid. Or maybe right. they go into the foster system. Or maybe they go into a placement. There's a huge ripple. Effect. That all costs us money right. on the county level. So it's just doing business a little bit smarter. Um, you know, solution-focused. Um, curb re recidivism. So um, those are just some ideas we're going to maybe test out lightly and, and hopefully get some buy-in from our court systems, our um, district attorney and our local magistrates. And um, well, I remember when Governor Wolf came here last year, and I just commend you guys on the, on, the, on the positive direction that it's going. I know the fight's not over yet, but you're talking about a lot of things that I didn't even know were available. So, um, so 
So good work. Yeah, it's going very well. And yeah. I'm proud that the numbers are uh, coming yeah, down. So. absolutely. Good stuff. And a couple other things you wouldn't know about is, you know, we have an overdose task force here in the county. Uh, they meet monthly. Um, so, you know, th- those meetings are occurring with uh, EMTs, law enforcement, um, educators, um, providers. So th- those conversations are happening every month. That's so. awesome. Okay. So that was issue number two. Uh, the third one, um, which I know you guys have done some work on as well, is blight. Uh, blight is a huge problem in Catanning, um, Ford City, and certainly just about every every community around. Um, you know, what what have you guys done so far with the blight issue, and what do you plan to continue to do to help solve that problem in our communities? Oh, I, I credit Leechburg Borough residents for bringing it to. Not that it wasn't not our attention, but they really at a town hall meeting that we held, um, and we tried to hold hold town hall meetings uh each year that uh, we've been in office um we'll be starting those up again here later this you know, later this spring but um you know we get a lot of good feedback from that and one of them was blighted properties leechburg had no place to grow yeah um so if they can take down some blighted properties and put them back on the tax rolls that benefits them absolutely so you know through conversations with senator white um our our, our administration and senator white staff and him and um we were able to get some startup money for a hundred thousand uh, dollars get a consultant in here, here that i would deem an expert and um first thing we did was laid out some ordinances that each municipality throughout the whole county could take and you know um, carve out what they want or what they don't want, but cater to themselves. Right. Um, and you police yourself. Not everybody has law enforcement. Right. But but you do have so- supervisors that have enforcement powers. Right. Um, so y- you start there. Um, the other thing we did uh, then we started survey. We sent out surveys to all the municipalities. It was mind-numbing how many <laughs> uh, blighted properties are in the county when you start getting these surveys back. Yeah. Um, we don't have enough money to take them all down, but um, I think what we're going to, what, what the plan is moving forward is take down as funds become available. Sure. Um, we've set up a system where we have funds going into a pool of money, um, and that those dollars will be used to take down blighted properties that we would select with the planning department that, or high value um, blighted properties. What, what I mean by that is, hey, let's take them down, and then we could probably develop something out of them sure. right away. Put them back on the tax rolls right away. So that's kind of how that's rolling out, and we're vetting through the land bank, land bank right now. So um, Apollo School District, Apollo Borough, uh, the commissioners have all um, agreed to do that in that area. Um, Kiski School District, because they do have um, municipalities on in, in Armstrong County, yeah. um, is considering it now. Um, and Armstrong is just a li- they want to see how things work out um, elsewhere. So. Okay. Well, um, that's all good stuff. Uh, I mean, I know you've had the first few already. I mean, I know Leechburg had several torn down, right? And then we had the first. Yeah, and I love putting on a hard hat. Yeah. <laughs> and the first one over here, uh, right by my building, just not even a block away from here. Um, I, I featured it in many videos because I thought it was just the ugliest house in Catanning. So now I'm just going to start featuring another one until you, yeah. until you tear it down. So. Yeah. No, do it. Well, but you're right, though. Drawing attention to those kind of things. I remember a few years ago when somebody painted... On, on Market Street, right, and it was posted, and it got contagious down here. Right, all I mean, of a sudden, it made five, a six buildings yeah. started getting painted. So, 
Well, I think when you tear down a blighted property, it makes so much difference for the neighbor or the business next door because they don't want to improve their place because they got this dump right next to it. And so mm -hmm. why would I invest when this is sitting next to me? And so Absolutely. the more we can take care of that stuff, I think it sets off a chain reaction of investment. And I, I just... And, and even my time as a supervisor, I dealt a lot with blighted property yeah. and violations. And every circumstance truly is different. Um, somebody got sick. Um you know, somebody moved away for a while to take care of a family. There's issues, you know, but there's ways to work through it. Right. Um, you know, one thing that I think I greatly benefited from uh, looking back is I had some really good mentors in my life. But, you know, I went to graduate school at IUP and got, uh, got a master's degree in community counseling. And I think that training has helped me, um, you know, work through situations that aren't always ideal or could be frustrating sure. to, to come to a, s a solution or a positive outcome. Yeah, good stuff. So that's uh, the fourth issue that we talked about. I know you've talked about it a little bit already is um, working with local <clears throat> communities. I know it's it's becoming more and more difficult to run a city just because of the regulation, all the different things that they have to deal with. And every single city council person, I think, in Katanning at least, is part-time. Um, how do we work with city councils from a county perspective, from a state perspective, to help them do their jobs more effectively and to help them, um, I don't know, get all get everything that's available to them? I, I, you know, it's different everywhere. Um, when I was a supervisor, again, I was hands-on. I was there 10, 15 hours a week. Yeah. Um, actually, we didn't have a cleaning person for the longest period. Guess who cleaned the building? Yeah. It, it was me. <laughs> um, those people were few and far between, but it's that kind of effort that gets maybe an industrial park right. done, uh, a good operating budget. Um, that leads to a surplus. It really takes that kind of elected official um, yeah. to get to the next step. Now, that's not, they just set the rules and govern too. Right. Um, but, but, you know, um, if you're a taxpayer, that's what you're looking for as candidates are out there uh, asking for your support. Yeah. Uh, you know, are you going to be a dedicated full-time official? Or are you going to be at that municipality office? That being said, uh, one thing that we could do, and one of my frustrations as a, a township supervisor, and I told Jason and Georges when I got into office, was like I felt disconnected from the county in a lot of ways as a Manor Township supervisor. So um, one thing we did was town hall meetings. Um, uh, we started going out to municipalities as well through the winter months as much as we could. Um, started having our staffers um, go out and meet with municipalities. Um, and then, two, one thing that we're kicking around right now, and I think it's going to be important, um, and we just talked about this this morning, was um, have regional meetings with elected officials. So we might be in the north, the south, east, or the west, but we're only meeting with um, elected officials in those municipalities, townships, or boroughs that um, with our economic planning team, our um, economic and development right. uh, and um, community and planning departments right. and the commissioners. Um, what are your needs? Where can we help you with? Um, it still surprised me. Uh, we have a quite a bit of dollars in the dirt and gravel um, uh, fund that um, 
they get, but a lot of municipalities don't know about that yet. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, it's just not knowing, not being able to reach out to us. Um, and it works both ways. They got to be able to pick up the phone and, and reach out to us, send right. us an email, uh, or vice versa. Now, we've tried this through YouTube videos in the past for a couple years. Uh, we've had town hall meetings at the schools. We have had town hall meetings at um, the fire halls. Uh, we're actually this spring we're going to move moving into the senior centers. Um, you know, the turnouts haven't been that great either. Sure. Um, so I'm not sure what that all means. Yeah. Um, but we're accessible. Um, you know, reach out to us as well yeah. if you're not hearing from us. So if the local cities just communicate the problems to you, then you guys are happy to yeah. try to work and on a solution. Yeah, we do that. You know, we have a lot of block grant communities that are planning development department. Carmen Johnson is actually, you would think she's a Catanning employee. Yeah. Much time <laughs> she spends in, in Catanning. But I was happy to see you guys get a borough manager here in Catanning because what that means is, Hopefully they can handle some of the stuff uh, that Carmen's already doing, right. and, and that time can be spent in another community. Yeah, is positive. They might not want to hear that. Yeah, but but I mean, you know, Kiski just got a manager. Manor Township has a full time secretary. Um, those committee uh, communities or municipalities have investments. Uh, you see them get a little more dollars because they're investing in that position. Yeah, the world we live in is so grant money oriented mm-hmm. that you really. You almost need a full-time person to be monitoring that process through the through the entire thing and but you hit one you hit one big grant and it can pay that person's salary for 10 years absolutely and so um so i think from a downtown catania incorporated i mean we were really we were sending letters all the time to the city just really pushing for the borough manager because we we believe that's a huge part of the process i for, think it's a, a wise investment yeah. um and uh if, if you can afford it and that's always the key can we afford right. it yeah um Okay. So, uh, and this, this issue comes up a lot. That's the four big ones for me. This one I just always like to talk about because it always comes up in every conversation I have is, is taxes. Everyone says it's, taxes are too expensive in Armstrong County. Um, why would anyone invest here, build a house here, those kinds of things. What's your view on the tax issue? You've been obviously very close to it over the last few years. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? I was at a regional meeting last week. I served as a vice president for the Northwest uh, Commissioners Association and um we, the topic that evening was uh, reassessment, and yeah. uh, I, I raised my hand, and Commissioner Boozle from Butler County was sitting behind beside me. We're very good friends, and I'm like, can we sue them? Because yeah. <laughs> I want them to reassess over there, because they haven't been reassessed since... Um, 1968 why that's so important for us is um jokingly um is because you know you would think that their taxes would would, would be elevated right and maybe naturally that would mean more people back in the armstrong County sure is a theory behind that but you know one thing i always tell people with confidence and i don't think people realize but when you look on a pie plate 70 percent of our your taxes out there, your taxes, my taxes, go to the Armstrong School District. Right. Yep. The county is only 20% of that, and your local municipality, wherever you reside, is 10%. Right. County taxes aren't that bad. Right. Um, and we provide a, a tremendous service for that 20% without question. Right. Um, you know, so... You know, what, what can you do about that? Yeah. Obviously, the easy question, you got to build a tax base. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, whether you don't, we're doing it through alertas, KOZs, um, better marketing efforts, um, you know, um, and trust me, we beat down a lot of doors. Um, we do. We, we chase that 
that down all the time. So, yeah. um, and a big part of that is what I talked about earlier: business retention, keeping what you do have. Uh, you you got to be attentive to the people that are already here too, because if you start losing them and you're not attracting anybody, we're we're in for a world of hurt. So. <sighs> This whole thing's like a puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, it, it all goes together. It's all important. Yeah. Um, you got to pay attention to all of it. Um, so, yeah, taxes are higher, higher than I want want them to be. Um, but that's our only source of revenue. Right. Um, w- would a sales tax be good? Maybe. I've suggested to people that, hey, if you own this much property, this much property, or this much property on a tier system, we're at 500, 1,000, and 1,500. That's that's a cap you pay. Yeah. Then everything else is a sales tax. Yeah. Would that figure be enough to run this entire county? I don't know that answer. I was starting to look into this. Sure. But um, is sales tax an answer? Is House Bill 76, which I do not think, you know, disagree with some of uh, the people running for commissioners, not the answer. Um, it needs reworked. Um, there, there's a few things in there. I've read it a dozen times that um, it does not benefit the Armstrong School District right now as it sits. So I would not be in favor of that. But um but yeah. but it doesn't mean you throw that legislation away. You tweak it. Tweak it. Yeah. So. Well, I was waiting for someone to explain the school district versus the county versus the city and how much of your taxes go there. So I'm glad that you did that. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I think it's important to know that, you know, very small piece of the pie actually ends up going to the county. And it even, is. And even less to your city. So when you complain about taxes in Catanning Borough. The complaint probably shouldn't be directed at city council or even the courthouse. The complaint might might need to go somewhere else. So. Well, it, 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 yeah, <laughs> they they have a they're a big operation. Absolutely. They're ninety nine million dollars last time I looked. Right, we're twenty three million dollars. Right, um, they get the biggest piece of that pie. So, and I don't know where this started. We you know. Um, Commissioner Renshaw and Scott, I talk about this all the time. Like, why, why are we the fall guys for these high taxes? Right. <laughs> we're, we're tasked with the responsibility, and we take it very seriously of bringing, um, you know, ec- you know, driving economic development, uh, making sure what we have stays here, um, pushing out a comprehensive plan, and we take that seriously. We live and breathe it every day. Um, it's not that easy of a job. Yeah. Um, and we're not the only county. And that's, that's a pleasure for my perch that I get to see because I talk to commissioners. I, I talk to other counties through our right. state association. It's just not, everybody's struggling with this, whether it's workforce, high taxes, the state mandates. Right. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff flows uphill in, in a lot of ways. And I will say that um, Donna Oberlander from the 60th District, has, um, she's been great. She's moving up in leadership. That's good for our area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're obviously going to get a new candidate for the 41st. I, I can't I speak volumes about what Don White's done from the area. Absolutely. Um, I, I will tell you this. Every time our office has picked up the phone, either Joe Pittman or, or Senator White picked up the phone. I'm very yeah. appreciative of that. G.T. Thompson, met again with him last night. He's been in Armstrong County or, or Catanning each of his first three months here. Yeah. Um, him personally, and you don't get that often. Yeah, it's impressive. Um, I didn't see Mike Kelly my first three years here at all right. uh, when he when he was covering us. So I, I appreciate that, and I tell um, 
the congressman all the time that we appreciate that. He cares about this county, and that means a lot to me. So, And then um, Joe Petrock at the southern end of the um, county is uh, very active, picks up the phone, and um, you know, Jim Struzzi in Indiana County. Um, because we have a lot of joiners, I don't think people understand that. Like right. mental health, drug, and alcohol, we have a lot of joiner agreements. So we, we do you know, work with um, our colleagues from Indiana County as well. So it is important to talk to those state reps as they impact substance abuse issues, mental health issues. Um, yeah. So, and, you know, I, I know we're wrapping up here, but, you know, the one thing I want to make sure I mention is um, th- what this administration has done. Um, and one question I always get, I want to make sure your viewers sure. understand is, hey, what'd you do with the health center money? Well, right, yeah. Um, that's sitting in a savings uh, account right now. Okay. Um, we did use a little bit of it to... Um, cover some of the, uh, op- we need to dip into that operating reserve to cover uh, the unbalanced budget this year, okay. but um, it's sitting in a savings account. Um, and that was probably the toughest decision decision I had to make here in, in county government since I've been here, but um, it's working out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I wanted to make sure I, I got that out there. Um, we, we've spent a lot of time getting rid of a lot of inventory in county government that's costed us a lot of money uh, puts yeah. properties back on tax rolls uh, you know speaking of creating a tax base um you know working with um darren stalissa and uh, ac properties that right. increased uh, we, we control what we can control and what i mean by that is by moving our entities back in town we didn't have five million to fix up the armsdale building but Absolutely. what we did do is create the back um, tax base a better tax base here by um, working with them also, you have more employees here to visit downtown Catanning. Yeah. Um, you have a better synergy with services down here. Uh, it's on a transportation route. And um, it's the same thing with the health center. Catanning benefited in the sense that it puts that back that building back on the tax rolls there. Yep. Um, so we spent a lot of time on with vendors and contracts and, and what properties we do have to kind of cut our costs, cut our costs, cut our costs. And it's been successful. Um, it's three years, no taxes. Um, and that's not going to be forever. I can tell you that. Right. Um, costs go up every year in government. Um, uh, employee costs, I'll say, because um, our contracts, we, we, we've been holding the line on that. Um, See Commissioner Renshaw negotiate. It's yeah. tough. It's intimidating. <laughs> well, I know uh, we, you talked a little bit about comprehensive plan and all that kind of stuff. I'm I'm a stickler for vision. Mm-hmm. So if uh, if you'd be reelected uh, come November and you had another four years, eight years, whatever that looks like for you, uh, what would Armstrong County look like if Commissioner Fabian would get everything that he wants? Um, I think first and foremost, uh, we have a plan, ho- and you'll start to see this um, since you have a business down here. We got to take care of our infrastructure: the courthouse, the annex building, the parking lots. There's a lot of infrastructure needs up there that we just need to take care of. That's going to be taken care of uh, this year, the next year and a half. Um, infrastructure needs at the Belmont um, will be taken care of. Um, and I don't think people understand that. I want to take two minutes to explain that. Um, often I'm like, well, why don't you sell the Belmont? It's easier said than done. Because so much grant money has gone in there over the years, you have to pay that grant money back. Um, so the property assessed for maybe, uh, I think last time I looked, it was about $700,000. People will pay that to run an ice rink. Sure. The problem is when you put on the $4 million in grant funds that you pay back, <laughs> people get discouraged and don't. Um, so we've walked down that road. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's some infrastructure needs there that we'll take care of. Um, 
the trail system, um, the Erie to Pittsburgh trail system is coming. Yes. Um, there are some vacancies on the, or some gaps in the trail systems. Um, I think Chris Ziegler from the Allegheny Land Trust has done an amazing job. Absolutely. She's fixing up tunnels right now. She's filling in these gaps. But we got to be prepared because when this project's complete, I, I believe when I looked at the map, Catani is the last stop before Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Absolutely. And I, I think we're going to see an upscale there. Um, keep fighting the fight with the river. Uh, and I don't wanna, it's not a fight. We got to get along. <laughs> we got to find solutions. Um, but sure. the, fe- the federal government, um, you know, keep pressing on their buttons because, you know, we're in, it's going to be dire if we don't get something figured out with the muscles, the flooding, the lack of industry, commerce, recreational traffic. That is a huge issue. So keep um, pushing on with that. Um, and also, 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 this keep marketing the county. Uh, do a better job. We we do. Um, yeah. And you know what? When it, it sounds easier said than done. When, right. when, when you're being pulled in all these different directions, I have on my um, door hanger, which I'll be around, and I already have been door knocking. But all the, all the committees and, and responsibilities I have, you know, it's hard to focus on some of these. We do a lot, awful lot of delegating, but um, it's a big undertaking. So. We'll get back to uh, marketing more. Well, we should be marketing more aggressive. Yeah. Um, tourism specifically. To me, that's easy dollars to pull in from other counties or take away. Absolutely. Um, capitalize on that. That And then um, just keep doing what we've been doing in economic development. Um, and, and God forbid when we get a big windfall, uh, I think we'd all love to invest in that area. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so, but it's just not the commissioners. You know, we're a big team up there. Um, it, it, it's a team that's going to take and get this done. We all need to be fiscally responsible, every elected official, every department head. Uh, they're not our dollars. Right. They're, they're, we're, we're just stewards of them, yeah. and, and we want to do a good job with them. Well, that's been insightful for me today is how many times you've deflected the uh, deflected the um, the credit um, of a lot of the good things to the different department heads oh. and, and uh, getting the right people in place. I think that's an underrated part of the commissioner job because a lot of people think, well, I'm going to vote the right person in and they're just going to change everything. Well, it's too big for one person no, to it do is. it. it uh, is. And so it's you guys really, really being good managers and good stewards. And it, so. It's an organization. Yeah. And maybe Pittsburgh Steelers aren't a very good example right now. <laughs> but maybe Kraft's not a very good example of New England right now. But but it's an organization. And, you know, you're... It starts from the top leadership, but but also you, you need good people, and right. we have good people up yeah. there. We have a lot of good people, people that care about the county, and um, you know, one thing I think a lot of great things have happened over the last three years, and I can talk f- f- about abundance of uh, things that have changed, um, but there's there's a lot more to do. Yeah, um, and I think people are looking for that big shiny thing that what have you guys done? When you really deep dive into this thing, we've accomplished an awful lot in three three years and four months. Right. Um, and there's a lot more to do. So, um, you know, uh, as we wrap up, I would just ask you, you know, your viewers to um, consider supporting me. Hopefully you think I've um, done a good job. Um, you know, one, one promise I will make is um, – you know, I'm not going to make promises, but I promise to show up and work hard every day. Absolutely. Um, I'm dedicated. And that's what you'll get from me, a good work ethic, dedication, and put the county first. Um, and hopefully, you know, you'll, you'll see this change. Yeah. I already have, which is exciting for me. Right. So. So uh, how can people get in contact with you? How can they support your campaign? Well, um, I, I have a, it was a big... 
I have a big fundraiser coming up. Uh, it's comedy night at Fort Cliff Volunteer Fire Department. It's on May 4th. Uh, we have three comedians lined up. Starts at 8 o'clock at night. Very cool. um, the doors open at 6.30. The fire hall gets all the um, bar money. Um, so you'll be supporting the fire department as well as uh, the campaign. Tickets are only 10 bucks. We're not looking to make money on this. We want to get people in the room. We want people to laugh. I love to laugh. I love comedy. Yeah. Um, it's a good time. So if you're not doing anything, come out. Um, you can reach me at the county commissioner's office anytime. Uh, my email's on the website as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, okay. that's really it. Very so. good. Well, I really appreciate you coming. I'll put all the links and all the in the description of this video for how you can contact uh, Commissioner Fabian. And uh, I just really appreciate you coming. It's yeah, been a real thank pleasure. You, it's been very insightful for me, and hopefully it was for you guys too. And as always, see you in the next one.